0: America is an amazing country filled with wonderful people who do incredible things. But too often, the media and liberal politicians ignore big parts of our nation and the people who make it work. So I'm speaking with leaders and policymakers who deal with real problems every day. I'm Ronna McDaniel, and this is Real America. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Elliot Eccles, the Republican National Committee political director We're gonna cover the political landscape with just days to go before the midterm elections. But most importantly, we are going to tell you how to vote, to get involved with your community, and make sure we win on November 8th. So we are here with a very special election episode of Real America, and joining me on my podcast today is the political director of the RNC, the wonderful, magnificent, outstanding, Elliot Eccles. Welcome to the podcast, Elliot.
1: Thank you for having me, Chairman.
0: All right, so for our listeners, why don't you just really quickly explain who you are and what you do at the RNC?
1: So the political director here at the RNC, I really get to be the grassroots leader uh, and work with folks all around the country. We get to work with campaigns to help organize our neighborhood team leaders and our volunteers to go door to door to ultimately register and then turn out voters.
0: And we've been doing this for a long time. And if you don't know Elliot, I do. So for those of you who don't, because many of you don't, uh, he's great. He has been working at the RNC for a long time. This is his first cycle as political director. And we wanted to get on the podcast and give some really important information for how you can help us win in this midterm. So first, where do people go if they haven't voted yet? Because you should have voted by now, but if you haven't, where should they go?
1: Go to vote.gop. You'll be able to find your early voting location Then once you actually go vote, go vote in person early, then go to protectthevote.com. Sign up to be a poll watcher on Election Day.
0: And what if somebody wants to volunteer to knock doors or – make phone calls, what can they do then?
1: Yep, you can go to GOP.com. You sign up, kind of a a menu of things that you want to do will get you plugged in. And it doesn't matter what state you're in. I know, Chairman, you like to talk about this, but our finance team here, they adopted a state. They started calling in to Montana, made 12,500 calls in one evening. So no matter what state you're in, we can plug you into a battleground district across the country.
0: That is so important. So the three websites were to vote, Vote.GOP, right, to be a poll watcher.
1: Protectthevote.com.
0: And to be a volunteer.
1: Just GOP.com.
0: Okay, and you can find that all on our website, but this is really, really critical. Uh, Between now and Election Day, you all have work to do. Elliot and I are your coaches today, okay? This is game time, and we need everybody to do everything they can. So, Elliot, uh, we at the RNC do something different. Everybody else focuses on TV but the RNC's the ground game. Tell me how many volunteers we have already engaged for this cycle.
1: Very excited to share with folks on the podcast this week that we're over a million volunteers. Uh, and, and for folks that don't know, in uh, 2020 here at the RNC, we actually had the largest grassroots campaign in presidential history. Uh, we were able to mobilize those voters, get them back out, uh, get them engaged to register people, but now especially to go knock on those doors and make phone
0: calls. So, why is it so important to have person-to-person contact before an election? Because everybody's being inundated by TV right now. Our mailboxes are full, whether it's our literal mailbox or our voicemail box. We're getting digital ads, but why do these volunteers matter, and why is the RNC investing so much in this?
1: Yeah. Look, I, we see every year that millions and billions of dollars are spent on advertisement. Just between Labor Day and Election Day alone, there, there will be over $1 billion with a B spent on television. Honestly, Chairman, I, voters like myself and, and you, were very tuned in. But voters like my parents, my brother, they don't like getting all these political advertisements all the time. But the reason that the ground game is so important is because we really focus on that neighbor to neighbor contact, not just person to person, because that personal connection that you have with somebody at the door uh, goes so much beyond an election cycle. Our volunteers, they've been out there, yes, doing campaigns for years or, or since 2016 or 2020, But sometimes they've known these people for longer than that. They've known people for 10, 15, 20 years. And I know the folks that are going to go knock in my neighborhood uh, where where my parents live in Georgia, they've lived with those same folks for about 20 years now. They've lived in that same house for 25 years. So they make
0: the biggest difference, right? Because... And I know this, too, and I love door knocking, um, except when I broke my ankle with you (laughs) in Georgia. But um, other than that, I love door knocking. But when I started out as a precinct delegate in Michigan, I would take my kids and we would knock our neighborhood. And our neighbors are more likely to open the door for somebody they know, right? Mm -hmm. But they're also more willing to listen to a person they trust, Because, you don't, it's hard to tell what's the truth, and TV gets inundating, and it's so negative. So right now, when I'm talking to my friends and I say, can I talk to you about my experience in Michigan with my son being left out of the classroom with Gretchen Whitmer, and what that's meant to my family, and how much she failed, my family and how hard it was and the deficits that we're dealing with from learning and the self-esteem issues that parents are dealing with with their kids who know they didn't get the education they deserved and wondering, am I going to be up to speed in math or am I going to be able to cut it in college like my son is? When we have those conversations with our neighbors and then you say, let me tell you about Tudor Dixon, it makes more of an impact and that's why what you have felt And this is Elliot and his team, and they do this all day, every day, they think about it, it's gonna be a difference maker. So, in a close election, the ground game can make a difference. If it's a 10 point blowout, would you agree? I would agree. It's not going to make a difference, right?
1: It it, it won't. But that's why it's so important. The investment that the RNC has made is not just six months before an election. It's a year and a half. It's almost two years before an election. And a lot of our efforts are training and it's developing the relationship with our volunteers beforehand. Because since September 15th, when you could uh, go vote in certain states, Minnesota, North Carolina, We've made more than 40 million of our of our 90 million volunteer voter contacts have come since people could actually start voting. Really. So we spend so much time uh, developing relationships with our volunteers and, and training them so that when it's the most important time to get out the vote, when, when voters have a ballot in their hand or they have the ability to go vote early in person, we can then really turn it on. And then we can have people flood the streets, we can go door to door and then get our friends and neighbors out when it actually matters the most. So
0: So again, if you go to GOB.com, you can sign up to be a volunteer, and there's two ways you can do that, right? door knocking, right? So you can download an app on your phone yeah. and it'll tell you which doors to go knock. It'll give you a script. Uh, it, we have data that tells you which of your neighbors are likely Republican voters. We'll know who hasn't turned in their absentee ballot, right? That's am I right. am I saying this right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's correct. And that's the same way with phone calls. Look, when, when we're going door to door, the technology that we have, we can target voters that have an absentee ballot that they've not returned yet. So when you're going door to door, you're asking specifically for a voter, hey, we see that you haven't returned this ballot yet. Please make sure that you get it in because here's the deadline. Uh, if we know that voters are traditionally early voters, we have a, a list of early voting locations that that person can go to. Now, a lot of these people, they know where, they, where, where they're going to go vote. they got to remind them. But you have to remind them. Um, and, and then same thing with the phone calls. You know, we set up specific lists, again, whether you're living in Michigan and you want to call for Tudor Dixon or Georgia for Brian Kemp and Herschel Walker, or you live in a state like South Dakota and you want to call into one of the Senate groups ground states we can set you up with that uh, ability as well
0: it's so important and I don't I don't think people understand the the person-to-person contact and the difference it makes uh, I, I knocked doors a couple weeks ago with uh, Jessica Patterson and Michelle Steele in California and I just knocked with Rick Scott and I forget which state we were in I think it was Georgia it was Georgia, it and, was Macon. Georgia and Macon yeah and it's it's fun mm-hmm. um, but it's amazing how many people aren't thinking about it because their lives are so busy and they're dealing with inflation Uh, what are you seeing elliot right now are the top issues that voters are concerned about in our door knocks and our voter contacts
1: yeah well one there are a lot of people that they have so much going on in their lives and look myself I'm, i'm a new dad i mean if when i'm not here i'm thinking about my son and my wife and there are a lot of folks out there that they're thinking about their grandkids they're thinking about their kids but there are a lot of people coming into our offices every day still saying, hey, you know what? I've never done this, but I have to make a difference. I've got to do something now. But when we go to door-to-door, it's pocketbook and kitchen table issues. Uh, it, you know, look, we have a lot of um, offices and staff around the country, and in certain places it's crime. Uh, the, the rising spike in crime because of these Democrat-ran cities and states – is scaring people.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, gas continues to go up. If you're in the Northeast, uh, voters and, and just regular people, they're worried about home heating oil. Yep. There, there are so many things that, that people are worried about that just goes back to uh, it, they're now in a worse position. It costs more to fill up. It costs more to buy groceries. We saw it the other day, I mean, uh, with Halloween coming around, how much candy prices have I'm increased. I'm dying
0: about the <laughs> candy prices. I Have you bought candy yet?
1: I have, uh, the I, I, my G's wife bought A Little G's a little young, yep.
0: but I went to the CVS and bought candy the other day, and I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. A bag, like a crappy bag of little tiny candies was 32 bucks. Oh, man. I was dying. I'm like, less candy this year. My daughter's like, no full-size candy bars this year. I'm like, nope, <laughs> this is not that year. It's crazy, but mm-hmm. those are the things that people are talking about things like the economy really do matter on the doors. Uh, yep. All right, I'm gonna ask you about two more things, and then we're gonna return to how to vote, what to do, get out the vote. Um, we have opened a historic number of minority engagement centers, and your team has been part of this. Talk about our community centers, how many there are, and, and what they're doing and how they're working.
1: Yeah, So we have 38 different RNC community centers around the country. And the best way that, that I can describe of where these are at, it's where Republicans haven't traditionally been. I love that. If, if there's one short answer I can give, uh, and it's the investment that you've made uh, into these community centers, I think are paying off today, but also will pay off in generations to come. And I and I'll kind of explain why. But but look, we opened up our first community center in Little Saigon. You were there yeah, uh, yeah. In, in June of 2021. Um, That office today is known for its events and its work within the community. When you ask voters, when you ask people uh, in Orange County, in Little Saigon, oh, what are they doing there? Well, I thought it was supposed to be a campaign office, but I see them doing community work all the time. Uh, And to me, that's kind of the embodiment of what these are supposed to be. Uh, You look at uh, the Rio Grande Valley. We opened up our first office uh, down in in the Rio Grande Valley in Texas in August of 2021. Uh, A couple months later, we flipped a seat in uh, uh, John Lujan uh, that Joe Biden won by 25 points. Um, Early in 2022, Myra Flores won a special election. And now, you know, at that kind of culmination in a couple of days, you and Kevin McCarthy are going to be down there with Myra Flores, with Cassie Garcia, Monica de la Cruz and the, the last last day leading up to the election with one of probably the biggest GOTV rallies that that area has ever had. Um, But these offices focus on relationship building and listening. Yeah. You know, we talked about, you you know, you heard me say in June of 2021 and August of 2021, so many of these offices were opened a year before election day because you can't just come in you know six months before an election and try to you know get people to trust you when you've never been there yeah and you say this all the time on the campaign trail and it is so evident now when you look at guys like george logan in connecticut's fifth district where we have uh, an office in, in new britain connecticut two years ago four years ago ten years ago Republicans would never have been there. And honestly, a lot of the voters there, they didn't know what a Republican was, who a Republican was, uh, or what they looked like. Now, with our community centers, the face of the Republican Party is changing and everyone there knows who George Logan is. Everyone knows who Monica de la Cruz and Myra Flores, Michelle Steele, Young Kim, so many of our, our great diverse candidates that now the community gets to know them because of the investments that we've made in these offices that are there. And I, I, I mentioned this a little bit, and, I, and this one of the things I'm so proud of uh, that with generations to come, th- w- these offices will make a difference. And one of the things that we're doing there is called the Republican Civics Initiative. Yes,
0: yeah, talk about that.
1: Uh, the Republican Civics Initiative is a way for our staff in these offices who, that, are, that are from the community to uh, go through U.S. Customs Immigration Services to become a tutor for people that are preparing to take their, their immigration exam. People
0: who have come here legally. People that have come here legally. <laughs> and have qualified legally. And
1: they d- have done it the right way. Uh, and there are about 9 million people in America uh, currently awaiting to take their immigration exam. Uh, we have members on our team that they're first generation uh, Americans or their, their moms or their, their dads were, and they talk about how scary of a process it was. But our team now, we set up classes uh, down in Doral, Florida is actually one of our biggest success stories. We get to work with uh, Maria Salazar, and we, we host these classes, and we prepare people for their immigration exam. And then we help them, they go take their test, and then guess what? One, they become American citizen, which is the coolest thing in the world. So we, cool that we get to help people. But then, you know what they do after they take that test? They come back into our office. They celebrate with the community and they register to vote as a Republican,
0: which we've never done before. Never this done. This is before. a whole new program. I'm so proud of this program. And I don't know if, if you've ever been, but I I have a family member too who actually you know got their citizenship and we had a party, and the joy that they felt and watching the accomplishment and the love they have for this country. And that's why I think these offices are making a difference. These Hispanic and Asian offices, um, even Native American and Black. And engagement offices, but especially in the Hispanic community, what I hear all the time is I came to this country, I believe in this country, I left with nothing uh, because I wanted to seek out the American dream, I had no money, I believed in hard work, I wanted my kids to have that opportunity, and now I'm watching the Democrats turn this country into the country I left. And we, I believe, these offices are in the right place at the right time. It's something I hope the party does long-term, long after you and I are here. (laughs) Um, and we're actually raising money right now to keep those offices open after the election. I don't want to shut these offices. And of course, we've got to spend all the money to win the elections. Yep. But it's a long term um, investment. So thank you for your team and all that you've done for that. The, sec- the third thing I wanted to ask you about, besides voter contact, these offices, and now election integrity. I think both of us would agree it's probably the number one thing on people's minds after 2020 when so many states turned their election into a virtual election and did all mail-in balloting. How are we going to make sure um, that we have poll watchers and an ability to have transparency in this election?
1: Yeah, look, just like the ground game, and you don't get to a million volunteers overnight. Uh, the investment that the RNC made in the election integrity uh, committee, uh, and then the report that we produced, and then we got immediately to work Uh, Throughout 2021, we began training volunteers on how to become a poll watcher. Uh, In some states, we worked with our state Republican parties to submit names to be poll workers as well. And then we got to put some of that into practice uh, in Glenn Youngkin's race in in 2021. Um, Again, this is the first time we've done this in 40
0: years because of the consent decree. Consent decree, for those who don't know, the RNC was under a legal order um, since before you were born, probably, (laughs) um, that we were not allowed to do poll watching or election day work. It it was done in New Jersey. And for 40 years, we were prohibited from recruiting poll watchers, doing any type of election day operations, which is crazy. So the Democrat Party could do it and the RNC couldn't. This is the first election that we've been able to do that. So go on.
1: Yep. Uh, So We looked at the 2021 elections. We knew it was the first time we could do this. So we invested early. Not only were we uh, Glenn Youngkin's ground game, but we also kind of helped him with election integrity as well. We had volunteers at all of the early voting locations. Virginia has a a very long early voting window.
0: 45 days, right?
1: We had all of our, we had volunteers every day of every hour at the central count locations where they bring all the absentee ballots in in one place and, and count them. And then on election day as well, we had coverage all across the state. Uh, and, and kind of what our operation looks like in practice, again, it's a it's an organizational aspect where we recruit the volunteers. We have the boots on the ground uh, and the poll watchers. But then we also have we had more than 500 attorneys across Virginia on yeah. Election Day as well. Um, we saw early in the day that a, a, a Democrat county, uh, they were trying to keep people uh from voting that that did not have a mask on now that is against the law in virginia our poll watchers immediately flagged it They Uh, called the
0: hotline we have a hotline
1: called the hotline the attorneys were able to to get clarification uh from the state and then about 30 minutes later you were on the radio telling voters to stay in line to make sure that that you do not get out that they cannot stop you and make sure all legal votes were counted and then the same thing we continued to do that in, in 2021 uh, throughout primary elections, and we're still doing it today during the early vote windows that are happening. And I'm, I'm so proud to say that we have recruited more than 70—recruited uh, and confirmed. That is, we've trained people, we have, got, we have them credentialed with their state uh, to then go out and be a poll watcher or a poll worker. We have more than 75,000 people in battleground states. And these are volunteers that are that are watching what's going on at polling locations. Chairman, a lot of them, they're there from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. Yeah. It, this, these are, you know. It's
0: not, it's its a lot of work. It's a lot of dedication. But we have, I think, I was just looking at the report, 100% coverage in pretty much every single state or or 93% or 95%. I mean, it is that robust, this operation. And it was not just built in a day. Correct. This has been years of investment and training people and Many people don't understand you've got to send the names to the state and they have to be approved and they have to be trained. This doesn't just happen. Um, I was at the hair salon the other day and a woman uh, said to me that she was a poll watcher. She's going to be a poll watcher in Michigan. She's like, I'm so excited. And I was like, "Okay, well, that's great. That means my team's getting it done. So um, people should know that. But again, if you want to do that for recounts or for other things, go to protectthevote.com. Yeah, we need everybody to engage in this election. So we've, engaged in, we've talked about our ground game, our historic ground game, the importance of talking to everybody that you know, um, election integrity, and then of course our minority outreach and community centers. So let's wrap it up with what do we want everybody to go do who's listening?
1: First, we want everybody to go find your polling location at vote.gop. You can go vote early, uh, or if you can't, make sure you know where your, your polling location is at on election day. You, you have to vote you have to vote that's
0: number one okay let's just start there you have to vote i literally just told my daughter in college who has her absentee ballot that i would not send her her november rent unless she <laughs> voted and so she got that absentee ballot in the mail really quick it is that important so go to vote.gop then what do you do
1: then you go to protect we still have election day volunteer shifts available and for a lot of folks, you'll know on that that listen, election day isn't it. Yeah, it's election month. Uh, election month. There are there are days after the election that we're going to need election integrity volunteers. Uh, so go to protectthevote.com, sign up. Um, if you don't want to be a, a poll watcher on election day or after. We need you to go knock doors or make phone calls and that's where you can go to GOP.com and then our team will get in touch with you there as well.
0: Yeah, you can just make calls. You can sit. You can do an hour of calls. You can do 30 minutes. You can do one call. You download an app on your phone. You can do it from your cell phone. It's really easy. They give you a script. They'll tell you what to say. Hi, I'm Rana. I'm from the Michigan Republican Party. Can I talk to you about your absentee ballot? You haven't returned it yet. Can I answer any questions about Tudor Dixon or any of the other candidates on your ticket? And you encourage them to go turn in their ballot that's the script it's that simple
1: yep and, and you, you mentioned this earlier and I, I want to say it again that I know sometimes people think that phone calls might not be the most impactful or, or maybe I, you know I don't want to go knock doors but every one of your listeners everyone out there we have a story we have a story to share with people a personal story and we can make a connection and the television ads you don't like them you don't like the mail pieces you don't like the text messages all that I understand But voters need to hear how you have been impacted by these policies of Joe Biden and the Democrats that are failing our country. And that's why it's so important to sign up to make these phone calls, because you have a story to share with people. And that is what's going to help turn out our Republicans so that we win back the House and the Senate this year.
0: And a lot of times you get a voicemail, right? So you can just leave them a nice message. Um, The number one way people vote, usually, is if they've met the candidate, right? If Meeting a candidate is a huge impact on a lot of voters. But the second way you convince somebody to vote is talking to somebody they trust and know, or somebody in person. And it makes a lot of sense, right? A robocall's not the same, a commercial's not the same, a mail piece. But when you talk to somebody about issues you care about, that makes a difference. And when that person can say, let me talk to you about what the Republican Party stands for and the commitment to America, and we want to tackle inflation, and we want to bring energy independence, and we want to restore sanity at our southern border, and we want to stop the flow of drugs, and we want to stop crime that's happening, and we want to restore our kids back to the education they deserve instead of what the Democrats have done. There's so many issues that we can talk about. I think this election's about common sense. Uh, the things that the Republicans are running on make sense. We want safe communities. We want our kids to have a good education. We want to be able to live the American dream and prosper and not have to be paying crazy gas prices and inflation. These are really common sense issues. We don't want to worry about telling our kids about fentanyl, right? Mm -hmm. These are the types of things that make a difference. So just thank you, Elliot. I'll just give one other shout out. You know, MSNBC just did a whole segment on our community centers and the RNC outreach. So if they're doing that, it means you've done something right, right? Correct. Pat on the back, right? Yep. Pat on the back. All right. So everybody, go vote. Get your family to vote. Volunteer. Go to protectthevote, vote.gop and gop.com. And what day is Election Day, just in case people don't know?
1: November 8th.
0: November 8th. We're going to take it back.
1: We are.
0: We're going to take it back. is wearing his Georgia shirt right now, which is hard for me because Georgia pummeled Michigan last year. But... I'm going to forgive you because we need to win Georgia. We got a lot of great races out there. We need to win Michigan, too.
1: We do. We're, we're going all to, on the
0: same team right now.
1: And we're going to win both of those states this year.
0: All right. Thank you, Elliot. Thanks for being part of my podcast. Everyone, please go vote. This is what Republicans stand for. I'm Rhonda McDaniel, and this is Real America. Paid for by the Republican National Committee, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee, www.gop.com.